Shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. You're listening to Zdenex English Podcast, a podcast for English learners at B1, B2 and C1 levels. Hello everyone, welcome back to Zdenex English Podcast and here is another episode for you and this time I have a really interesting guest. Uh, her name is Orla. Hi Orla. Hi Zdenex and hi everybody else. How are you doing? Not too bad at all, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So it's nice first to see of all, you again. <laughs> it's nice to see you too. Uh, the the first thing I have to ask you about is how do we spell your name? Because while I was in Ireland, um, I learned that there are two ways you can pronounce the name Orla. So which one is you, Orla? <laughs> okay, so I hope there's no other way to pronounce it, but there are lots of different spellings. So, oh, did I say pronounce it? No, I was. Yes, I, I meant okay. spell. Oh, sorry. That's sorry. okay. So, um, the easiest way to spell it is how my name is spelled, which is um, O R L A. Mm. However, the Irish, there's an old Irish way of spelling, and uh, it has an O with um, like an egu, a French egu. In Irish, we call it a father. So it's O father or F H L A I T H which hmm. people look at and they think is Orflith, but it's actually Orla. Because yeah. like a lot of Irish names, there are lots of um, silent letters in it. So O-R-L-A is the most common spelling. O-R-L-A-I-T-H is another one, which is quite an Irish spelling. And again, you have your I-T-H are silent. There's Orla with a G-H at the end, which is also silent. Lots of Irish names have a silent G-H. Yeah. Um, so there are lots of spellings. And... Uh, my poor parents, I was always very angry that they gave me the boring spelling because as a child, you always want the exotic spelling. My own children's names are very exotic. They have the proper Irish spelling of all of them and they're zany. Would you like and to share, share the names with us? What are so their names? So we have a Fanula, but Fanula is spelt with a silent G-H in the middle. So F-I-O-N-N-G-H-U-A-L-A. -N -N 11 letters the second child we moved down a little and we have only nine letters in hers so oh. she's blonde and there's a silent th in the middle of hers bla for the th naid and then the third girl is called aideen and aideen is an english name but there's an irish spelling so it's mm. e for the a d a o i n seven letters so if we'd had a fourth we would have called it a five-lettered name but uh, i we see didn't get that far. Uh yeah so there's there's a method to the madness. So basic basically, you were trying to make up for the fact that your own name is in your oh. own words boring. So you wanted to uh, make I, it more totally, interesting because, for, your, for your children. <laughs> yeah, because when my my first child was born and I told my mother the name was Fanula, she said I don't like the name, but if it's the name you've picked, this is the Irish way to spell it, and I will never forget how cross you were. So there you go. So I blame my mother for it. <laughs> but it has cool. there are lots of conversations created and Fanula works or she's studying in London in Manchester in England so there are lots of conversations with lots of there are lots of international students there she's in RNCM and so lots of the international students are fascinated by the look of her name the spelling of her name and the pronunciation of her name so mm -hmm. a talking point lovely well, I think it's by now it's obvious to everyone that Orla is Irish from Ireland, right? Absolutely. 
And to give this just a little bit more context, we worked together for a short period of time in Dublin. And it was really nice to meet you, Orla, and have a pint of Guinness with you as well. That's what we did. Remember? Absolutely. Absolutely. And a board game. The board game was particularly oh, yeah. enjoyable. I really enjoyed that part of it. <laughs> Can you remind me which board game we played? Because I can't. It was, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was the Hitler one. The Liars. Oh, Secret uh, Hitler. What was it called? Secret, Secret Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. But I would never play it with my family because it would create war you know because yeah, it is a very chaotic, intense game yeah. very intense but uh yeah. absolutely wonderful i really enjoyed it it was a good evening <laughs> <laughs> okay brilliant so um thank you very much for accepting my invitation to to be a guest on on the next english podcast uh part of the reason i wanted to have you on is because um you have a really really cool instagram account where you essentially help people cook and you produce in my humble opinion very quality videos so how did this all come about orla so um i suppose my day job is i'm a secondary teacher in ireland i teach english and music and in secondary school you can have extra jobs you know there are posts in schools so there are what are called assistant principals so you have the principal of a school the deputy principal and then you have two categories of assistant principals and so i am an assistant principal one so this means that i am supposed to work maybe an extra five hours a week on top of my teaching job and it's kind of middle management in the school so for the last 10 years my middle management post has been pr in our school and so i suppose i've always had an interest i think i joined um i joined facebook in 2011 and my children were young at the time and were slightly horrified that I had lots of friends all over the world because I used to play Farmville. If anyone here is old ah. enough to know Farmville, I had people from all over the world uh, that used to send me oil and send me bushels of corn and all sorts. And so I'm... That was a mobile game, wasn't it? It was on Facebook. So it was, you connected through I Facebook. So I had all these Facebook friends from all around the world. And... I kind of thought, but should they don't know who I am. They know nothing about me until one day I Googled myself and I thought, oh, my gosh, my I worked for the Music Teachers Association in Ireland. So my phone number was there. My home address was there. My email. And I thought, oh, maybe this isn't such a good idea. So I, but I've always been interested in social media. I love social media. I um, I like to keep up to date. I think as a secondary teacher, I teach age 12 to 18. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that you are in touch with what they are in touch with, because particularly when you teach English, the English course in Ireland, the Leaving Cert course for English, I love it. It's fascinating. It's lots of sort of debate and argument and conversation, which then translates to the page. A lot of it is about developing your own personal writing style. And yeah. so that comes from whatever is going on in the world. So I like to kind of keep up to date. So I was always interested in social media. So I became the PR person at school and I I managed the school Facebook page, the school Instagram page. We have a very poorly operating TikTok page, terrible at TikTok. We have a Twitter feed that someone else minds because I hate Twitter, even though educators yeah. love Twitter. I just I don't, don't do Twitter. To be honest, I'm with you on that. I don't really I like Twitter. Still don't, I actually still don't quite know how to tweet 
you know i'm kind of going did i tweet or what did i do no. there or did no i send one. a private message it's weird i think twitter is mostly for really famous people you know yeah and then you yeah. sort of like follow them and you're like oh what's happening in your life it's, it's like you want to you want all those gossips and yeah. it just comes like you know donald trump used used to use twitter right so or 4.5 billion or something he has that is an example that is an example yeah. Until he was banned, I believe, right? <laughs> Until he was banned. And then he set up his own. He has set up his own social media um, platform at the moment. So okay. I don't know. But anyway, so that's kind of where my love of social media started. I was a real Facebook fan. And then about three years ago, I discovered Instagram. And very much from the teenagers at school who said, Miss, Facebook is boring. Oh, no, that's for old people. And even though I'm old, as you can tell from my hair, uh, I don't like to think of myself as old. Inside, I'm still 25. So I kind of thought, I wonder what this Instagram is about. And I love the immediacy of it. I love the, I love the reels. I mean, sure, you can spend hours every day. So yeah. it has started with school. And then I suppose you kind of like to do things for yourself. I'm, I'm at the place in my life where I'm two years from retirement. I'm hoping to retire early because my husband is older than me. So um, he's already retired and our children will all be in college from next year. So in two years in Ireland, you are offered the opportunity for a smaller retirement uh, pension. You can retire early and it kind of paves the way and gives space to young teachers. So yeah. I'm happy to do that. But I kind of think I won't be old enough to just retire and, you know, sit in a chair and wait for the Grim Reaper. So... <laughs> I kind of have lots of things I'd like to do in the future. And um, I love writing. I do mm. the media articles as well for school. So I write for the local newspapers. Really enjoy that. But there's an immediacy to social media that I love. And so I started at the end of lockdown last year. Um, there was a an Instagram page called Kitchen Sanctuary. Always mm -hmm. posted really easy videos for food and I'm also a, a foodie person I love cooking I love baking I'm from a big family you know cooking for 25 people is kind of an average Sunday for me because, well because if if our family gets together there are 40 of us in my immediate family wow. brothers sisters and siblings children and you know and my parents so cooking was never a big deal it was always like easy to do and I suppose I kind of thought what could I do I could have a I had a page before I used to um, follow a keto lifestyle, um, which was high fat, low carb. And I used to blog about that. And so I had a blog page uh, called Banting in Ireland. Uh, Banting is an, a South African style of eating. And okay. I enjoyed that. But again, it just it was kind of a very specialist thing. And I am a mammy and I love cooking. So. Last year, I think in April 2021, Irish Mammy Cooks was born. And so that's your that's your so, Instagram account. So, so Irish Mommy Mommy Cooks. Can you spell yes. it out for us so that hopefully so some Irish, of our listeners can add you? So I'm Irish as in I or I S H. Then there's an underscore Mammy, which is the Irish way of saying mother, M-A-M-M-Y, Irish Mammy underscore cooks, C-O-O-K-S. And that's me. And Perfect. I started by posting photographs. So I just took a photograph of my dinner and I po I posted the recipe and I posted a method. And I have lots of recipe books, but I never follow any of them. So everything mm -hmm. I cook is kind of what I cook. Um, yeah. 
actually today I made uh, I made cookies. Um, there's an art exhibition coming up at school and I'm doing the catering for it um, at the end of August and we're doing nibbles, you know. So I made 100 uh, mini New York style cookies. Um, mm. But that was a recipe I actually almost followed to a T. But I think, I suppose in lots of ways, I'm intuitive in everything I do. As a teacher, I don't follow the plan ever. I don't know if that's a good thing as a teacher. Zdenek, what do you think? Um, I do it a lot myself. So I, it's, there is a method called dogme, which uh, I've been you know, using myself for a long time now. And I find that the students like it. And the, the most important stu uh, thing is the students, right? I, yeah. Not a, not a thing, really. But you know what I mean? Absolutely, it's, yeah. It's up to the students. And if the students are happy, then you must be Absolutely. doing a good job, right? Absolutely. And I think it's about the relationship with your students and about how you how you get on with them. And I think, you know, I suppose for me, I'm sad to think teaching is going very much the way in Ireland. It's interesting to see teaching is following the path of England where everything is planned and there's an awful lot of admin and all of that. So I suppose yeah. I'm a kind of a rebel against that. And of course, I know the plan and it's sitting there in the corner looking pretty. I hope my principal never watches this podcast. Sorry if you are, Michelle. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's really interesting to sort of be able to look at that and say, OK, so that's the plan. But this is the reality, because in every single room and, you know, yourself, every single person you teach, you yeah. might be teaching the very same course and you might be teaching the very same grade and the very same standard. But because of the person in front of you, it's a very different experience. And cooking yeah. for me is like that. So you follow, you find something in a cookbook and you say, oh, that looks nice. Oh, I hate onions. I hate raw onions. So all these recipes that call for raw onions, does that mean I can't cook them? No, it just means I do my version of them. So, and then I can't help myself. Everything I do, I teach when I do it. So mm -hmm. that's why the, the blog started and I started sort of saying, I always believe if it's not easy to cook, we shouldn't be cooking it. Because if mm -hmm. it takes you 20 hours in the kitchen, what the hell is that about? Like you want it to be something that tastes nice, yeah. but that's easy and that you're not kind Absolutely. of slaving for a day and saying, Absolutely. oh God, and you're <laughs> too tired to talk to the people who are eating your food. And and I also think um, it's a very Irish thing, Stenic, to feed people. Mm. Um, you go to an Irish house. I I loved your last, um, your YouTube. I watched one of your YouTube. Um, which, which one? videos the one where you were chatting about about dublin and being in oh, ireland yeah um i smiled when you said you found irish people very friendly actually yeah, yeah. the people that you worked with who were irish as an irish person i also found them very friendly everybody isn't like that but it they were and i suppose i was the old style welcoming irish person and mm. in ireland you would never go to someone's house but they would say to you you'll have a cup of tea and oh, she'll have a bit of dinner with us. Will you have a scone there? There's always something in the freezer or there's always fresh cake there. Or so mm. I suppose it's a real Irish thing to feed people. Yeah. And there were 12 children in, in my family. I'm one of 12 siblings. And so my mother cooked and in our house to show love, she cooked. And that was a real sign of affection. So mm. for me, cooking is very much about uh, love and about spreading love. So, mm -hmm. and it's a real passion of mine. Comes from your heart, really. and Totally. And when people say, oh my God, that just tastes so good. Like, what is it? 
it <laughs> is that like I don't cook for for money never have yeah. and actually we're doing this the catering for the art exhibition and it's kind of strange because it's my first paid catering gig but I mean I'm not being paid per se I'm being paid to provide they provide the ingredients but it's just it's a different thing when you cook for a profession or you cook for money yeah. when you cook just because you want to satisfy people then the love that goes into it is the extra the je ne sais quoi that ingredient that you can't actually define mm. and it really does make it taste better mm. you never tasted any of my foods Denek. <laughs> i'll have to send you i'll send you I, a little uh, a parcel to I can, uh, the I czech can. republic I can taste it every day on your Instagram account. <laughs> there you go. No, well, someday I do make things that travel well. So maybe I'll send you some chocolate biscuit cake. That's one of the, the firm favorites here. And we make it so often now we don't eat it ourselves. But uh, oh, but it travels oh, well. Or maybe <laughs> one day I'll return to the, uh, to Ireland. Exactly. You never know. You, can, you, never know. you can come to I... Monaghan and you can uh, have an Irish mammy cooks dinner. Now, now I have another reason to go there. <laughs> exactly. And between that and Claire's uh, fiddle playing, I hadn't realized until the last day that I was there that Claire is a fiddle player. So that's another one of those really oh, Claire is one. Claire is what we have to explain who Claire is. Uh, to Claire is our, one of the other teachers that, our, that was uh, working with Exactly. Yeah. She was our colleague. Yeah. Yeah. And and she's a fiddle uh, player. Yeah. Yeah, she's say. a fiddle player. And fiddle yeah. is violin. Yeah. And people ask, and actually music is my other subject that I teach. So I was fascinated to see her arrive the last day with her fiddle. And I thought, what is she doing? And I said, do you play? And she said, yeah, but she was going to Leitrim for, and once she said she was going to Leitrim, I knew it was Irish music. So um, it's, the fiddle is exactly the same instrument as a violin. It's mm. just that it's held a different way. And I'm okay. sure you will uh, have a great chat with her about that in the future. I've no doubt. Yeah, why not? Why not? If she, she can wants explain. To, yeah. If she wants to be on the podcast, we have explored this topic of music before, but uh, this yeah. would be from a completely different angle again. So that's always exactly. Exactly. There you go. So, <laughs> lovely. So going back to your to your Instagram account then. So yeah. So those videos. Um, sometimes you feature your your children in them, right? Uh, the first time ever was this week, actually. Normally, oh. it's just me. And okay. until so for the first eight months, I didn't talk and I didn't appear. Mm -hmm. um, I just show the food and I did um, I did a print. You know, I typed up the recipe underneath yeah. and um, my niece, my eldest niece is married and she has a lovely husband, Tyke. And Tyke said, I like your blog there's just there's just something missing and i said what is it and he said you orla and i said what do you mean and he said you have a nice voice to talk because i'm a singer that's my my musical instrument when i was a, a music student was voice i sang yeah. and i don't have um anyone who's listening who's saying irish people are easy to understand <laughs> irish people don't all talk like me just so you know yeah. um <laughs> the accents can be very strong and uh, where I live um, and up north, they talk with a, an accent like this and it can be very difficult to understand them. But I'm from Kildare, which is quite close to Dublin, and I have, I suppose, a neutral accent. Hmm. Um, my parents were from the south, from Cork and Clare. And so my accent is very non-specific. non, non um, specific. 
Um, but Tig said, yeah, you have a good voice. You should really appear or you should talk. So then I started doing voiceovers. And because I was doing voiceovers, I thought, oh, maybe I can add a bit of video. And so I started adding video and um, I use InShot. I don't know if anybody knows of InShot, the little video app. Yeah, it's an app that for editing videos, yeah. For editing videos. I think I paid 34 euros to buy it as an app because yeah. I hated having all the little InShots on the bottom of my videos. And um, I used it for school as well. And I just, oh my God, I became obsessed with InShot and it was so handy, but it takes so long when you're cooking. You have to yeah. stop, you have to video. And then my poor children were roped in, not on camera, but just holding the camera while I was yeah. stirring. And then in February or March of this year, I decided to take the plunge and just appear once. And I suppose I'm a teacher and when you're a teacher, you don't kind of like appearing on social media either because it can leave you open to, I suppose, abuse. It can leave you open to sort of difficulties. Um, but I teach in a wonderful school and our students are amazing and I have never, never been heckled. I've never had a nasty comment. Lots mm -hmm. of my students from last year, when I set up the blog, they follow me still and uh, they'll send messages. And you know what? I think if anything, they respect you even more now. You know, I think that's what happens when you do that. Yeah. Because well, you're this I... cool teacher who's just not afraid, you know, to do that. Well, that's I, the I'm... thing. I think, I think, yeah, like, I think that's really good for adults to kind of jump in a little bit. Children have no fear and they're so confident. It's interesting, yeah. even with young teachers, you know, when you're an older teacher, I don't know, Zdenek, if you ever suffer this anxiety of, oh my God, am I good enough? I'm teaching 31 uh, years. And sometimes I think, oh, I didn't do that well. Or, oh God, I could have done that better. Oh, I don't feel like I did that the right way for these think, children, you know. It has, a, it has a name even. It's called the imposter syndrome. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think each of us at some point in their career might have felt in that kind of way. But, well, touch wood, I, I don't usually feel like that. But yeah. I admit I may have occasionally had moments like that yeah but, and me but, yeah. i think it's only in the last couple of years i kind of don't have imposter syndrome because i always think oh my god there's somebody who's better at it or i could do it better yeah and of course i could do it better but then you kind of have to say but actually i could be doing it a lot worse as well yeah, the but point is people, the, the point is you are your unique self you know that's what it is about isn't it and everybody's different and you just need to find your audience so to speak yeah <laughs> But well, what I think is interesting is young people, can you do that? Yeah. Are you good? Yeah. I mean, even at interviews, you know, you'll go into an interview and I remember doing an interview for my post and um, getting feedback afterwards. And the uh, head of the panel said, Orla, it's not your job to tell us what's wrong with you. You were trying to sell yourself in an interview. Why would you tell us the bad things? And the young ones going in, can you do that? Yeah, I'm brilliant at that. So so I think that is the thing I think I really admire in young people. And I suppose that's the thing about going on camera on my blog. I thought, just going to do it and see what happens. And so I did. And actually, my, my page really moved from there. And people started engaging and sending messages. And, and it's I love it. I really enjoy it. And I think when I stop enjoying it, I'll stop doing it. But it is something I really, really like to do. And I think so many people feel like they can't cook and they feel 
oh my God, I can't, or I can't follow a recipe or it's too hard. And I think, no, look, this is how easy it is. And there you go. So we can all be cooks. Fantastic. I love it. I love this attitude, this energy, this enthusiasm. We need it. We all need it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. I unfortunately, it's uh, exhausting living with me. But uh, is it? But yeah, Why? Kind of, Why so? Yeah, Why so? Because, because when I get an idea in my head, I just have to go with it then. So, <laughs> you know, Sunday morning, I got up and I thought, I'm going to clean all the cushion covers in the sitting room because it's a beautiful day. And so we had to remove all the cushion covers and it's a very stressful job. But we did it. They were all done. And so, you know, and I suppose I'm the same at school you but i think you feed from you feed off other people and yes. what you get back from your blog then you you give back in spades you know i think it's uh, i don't know i enjoy it i'm sure you find your feet with this blog and like if you have the followers that i mean this is the proof if people love well, you if people engage with you if people like the content yeah. you create and i saw that they do i saw it yeah i saw the I number of followers you have and the likes you are getting way more than me so i i am i am trying to get inspired by this myself to be honest with you i, well, I guess i, I think i think you have to engage <laughs> no but i think actually i because i've been following you recently and it's really nice when you come on screen and i think that's the thing that people like engaging i follow i follow another person on instagram and um she's a cleaning mammy she's irish cleaning mammy or something i can't remember what her what her blog name is but she has a very Irish accent and she comes on and she posts, she sits on stories for 20 stories and you kind of are fatally fascinated by this. And you, you just find yourself watching her talking about her day and, and she talks about son 15 and son 20. She doesn't name them, but it is this. And we are all so obsessed with social media now that I think it's the thing of engaging with a real person. Yeah. See, I, I like this as well. Yeah. I like this as well, Orla, but there, there is a limit to it. So sometimes I, it, it just exhausts me. If I do too much of it, I just, can't do, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. So like, yeah, some, some, I have days when I just don't want to post anything or don't want to be seen on camera, but I have to keep going because I know with this, I have to remain consistent. And that applies to my podcast the YouTube, yeah. everything I do. And the, I, the problem is, what the, the second it starts feeling like a routine, yeah. and the second it starts feeling like a job, the thing is, it is now my job. It didn't used to be. When I started this podcast, and I've said this to my listeners many times before, yeah. it was just an experiment. I just wanted to do something different. I talked about my life. And now it is a job. It is part of the job because yeah. it helps my marketing. Because yeah. I can actually offer something to my to my listeners here. I can I have listeners. I have English courses you can buy from me. You can book private lessons with me. Yeah. You can do all these things. And now I have re I have come to a point when I have realized this. You know, it, it yeah. all happened with the pandemic as well when I became independent. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So now yeah. now I have to do this. Sometimes it feels like oh it's too much. I don't want to yeah. do this anymore. <laughs> no. I know. You know what I mean? Well, what's interesting, what's interesting about Instagram is when you stop posting, suddenly Instagram starts pushing your materials a little more. So yeah. over the summer, because I have more time, obviously, over the summer when I'm not teaching to post. But then I also have 
fallow periods during the summer where I just couldn't be bothered. So I don't. And um, and then I'll come back and I go, how did I get 10 more followers there? I didn't post anything for four days. And it's because they're obviously pushing my reels. And Instagram is pushing reels because TikTok is all about the reel. So Instagram is all about the reel. But I what I now do is I follow, there's a really good marketing girl. Um, I can't remember her, her um, page name, but I follow her and I look at what she does and she gives you really good ideas for things that you can do so that yeah. you are constantly posting, but it's not hard work because honestly, to make a reel, a video, oh my God, like it takes an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. And sometimes you're going, I could not be arsed doing this. Why am I even doing that? Yeah. I, I know, know I've done a few, I've done a few yeah. reels before. It's just such a short, like when you, when you watch it, it's like five seconds sometimes. But exactly. then to and do it going, to do it properly, you have to like lip sync. You have to lip sync. You have to like I don't know, find the music. Then you have to edit it. You yeah, have no, to write I've the, the captions and all that. And it just yeah. it just takes ages, and people don't realize it. And that's why, like, I would you like see, to make more of these videos. Go on. So, so the well, the writing part for me is easy because I love writing. So you know, in every recipe, there's a little story. And so, you know, I kind of explain or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I don't mind the writing part. It's the it's the putting together of the video. And so today, for example, when I made the cookies, the video was on for 10 minutes and I turned on the video and then my husband landed in the kitchen in the fridge. And I said, Jesus, I have just started videoing. I told you five minutes ago, I'm about to video. And then I said, it's on. And you wait until now to what? And the poor guy, he had been in, at the beach all morning with the girls. And so he was only coming like to get milk for his tea. So then he went out of the kitchen and then I smacked. But I now have a nine and a half minute video that I have to kind of condense down into about 45 seconds. So you have to watch the damn thing and you have to cut it at exactly the right moment and then kind of hope that you don't have a, a moment where you're frozen like that on the screen. I mean, so it is funny, but... But at the same time, I kind of love it. When I was 19, I wanted to be a journalist. That was my dream. Yeah. But at the same time, I also wanted to be a teacher because once I went into a classroom the first time ever, I knew there was nothing else for me. That was, you know, my mother was a teacher too. And I really feel sometimes it's a vocation. And for me, it's a vocation. So there was nothing else for me. But, but the yeah. whole journalist thing and the whole media side of it, it feeds another part of me that that kind of is there since I was little and it's kind of like that little dream thing you know so you get you know to do what? the dream thing I have it in me as well a little bit that's yeah. that's why that's why I have I've got a podcast the podcast that's yeah. why that's why I have I have a show about football where we basically discuss the the Premier League and the matches from the yeah, previous that looks round really interesting I saw it and I must uh I must share it with my nephews because I'm sorry I'm not a football fan my husband doesn't follow football, thank God. Well, he does. He follows Man City, who did very well this year, didn't they? Man City did. Did they win? Uh, they, nah, nah. They just won the title. But other than that, oh, yeah, yeah, they, they did. Really, they, yeah, they did really well. They won the yeah, league. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's kind of a he's kind of a an erstwhile, I suppose, would be the word for it. Uh, football supporter. It's not his passion. He he loves horse racing and he follows the odds. He doesn't go to the races very often, but he. He would watch the betting and he'd watch the odds and yeah. it's wonderful because the maths of that is like 
it's fascinating. Does, you know, does he the, bring a lot of money home <laughs> from that? He brings no money home, but he <laughs> and I, amazingly, very often he goes and what one today? Number three. So if you come to Ireland and you want to bet on a horse and you're not sure what, just back number three because the number of number three horses that wins is definitely more than any other horse number. Um, there must but be no, something but, uh, about something, it. Something I don't know. It's weird. Um, so yeah, but the the football one is really fascinating, and I think it's a really I like. I love the way looking at what you do. I love the way that you make English accessible in so many other ways because I'm an English teacher and I kind of think I don't teach it as a as a foreign language normally that's a kind of a side thing but the idea of learning through all sorts of other things it is wonderful and even the cooking thing I suppose you get the cooking lingo uh, learning through yeah. the music learning through the football it's it's brilliant it, so it could be through anything that I also yeah. did I made a learning learn English through a role, um, board games course as well so the board uh, games you can see behind why me, am like, i not surprised <laughs> look look these are all I my know, board looking, games yeah i'm looking going can i do i recognize any of them wow mind <laughs> you we have a lot of board games here we have a we have maybe 30 board games in the house it's a very mm. irish thing too um and is i was it? listening to you saying you brought your suitcase full of board games so yeah, i did yeah lots of Lots of them, but I think Zenek, you should create a board game. That's the next. That's the I next have done it. I have done uh, it. But is it an online one? You can only play it online. You know what my problem is sometimes, Orlaya, and that that what? that the same thing happened with my other projects. Whenever I get a little bit too creative, I tend to overdo things, overcomplicate things. So yeah. the way I made the board game is just too complex. There are too many mechanics. And the okay. modern board games, they need like quick mechanics that everything yeah. happens quickly and is simple to understand. My board yeah. game has a, a learning curve. It, okay. it, got, it got quite popular, I would say, amongst the little community we had. Okay. I have like a Discord group dedicated to that game. We played it on a daily basis for about four years. We wow. played it on a daily basis. But, and, for, and the game has a lot of replayability. It's very, like, okay. you, every game is different. But the right. problem is, how do you get it to the new people? That's that's the problem of the game. Yeah. Because it's, it's just, there is a learning curve. And a lot of people, they just drop drop off. They drop out because because it, they just don't like the initial phase of what's this, you know? Yeah. And I think, but I think that's the problem in society today. Like mm. I talk about this at school, it's that instant culture. Because yeah. if you're hungry, you have a microwave. So you can have food instantly where... You know, I mean, you're not my age, but like 30 years ago, there was no such thing as a microwave. So if you wanted food, there was either bread or you had to wait for the meal to yeah. be made. And now we want everything instantly. We want to understand the games instantly. We want the meal to be quick. So, I mean, even for me, you know, I used to think, can I do this? And then I thought, no, it's going to take me nine minutes to make the damn thing. I can't condense nine minutes and say, this will take you five minutes to make because it doesn't. That's the reality. So, yeah. So I think that's the problem. You're going to have to just simplify that board game or that uh, online game or make I, a board I, I game. Tried, I tried, but I can't really? because the, the game was made in such a way. I spent so many years on it. I, I okay. developed it for like four and five years, but because I'm not an, I'm not a professional board game designer, I'm an amateur. Who just loves yeah. it who just it was a passion project yeah. and that's the problem like they they even tell you there are books about how you should and you shouldn't make games 
And I yeah. made that mistake of falling in love, falling in love with my own game. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I fell in love with my own game. I kept improving it and like tweaking it here and there. There were a few people who, who were following me, who were following every single step I made with that game because they loved it. Yeah. But at the same at the same time, it was just a close group of people. You know, it just doesn't. It, I know it doesn't grow. It doesn't expand beyond that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose it's funny. Instagram is a bit like that. Like I have two and a half, two thousand six hundred followers, um, and the thing is, how do you grow it? You know, make it bigger than that. So I suppose when you get to about five thousand followers, people start giving you um products to try, and you know, you kind of get little PR gifts and things. Mm -hmm. Um, do I want to go there? Yes and no. Yeah. So I you kind of have to look at it and say, okay, what? what is the purpose of this and for me i suppose i'll do it as long as it brings me joy if yeah. i get to ten thousand followers whoopee if i don't get to ten thousand followers it's not the end of the day i have another job and this is not my job this yeah. is just a pastime i mean and when i retire will i do this well i mightn't because i might be in spain sunning myself because i love the sea and i love the sun and I just love being abroad because Ireland is lovely this week. Wow. This week it's 28 degrees outside. It is incredible. What? Oh yeah. That's, really? That's like, a real heat wave there. Actually, guys, because I was there for a month and most of the time it was around 19 degrees there. And that's summer we are talking. Oh, sorry. That was a brilliant summer to get 19 degrees. <laughs> and it didn't rain every day when you were there. Yeah, and honestly, not much. Yeah. A lot of the time it rains in Ireland and, you know, they call it soft rain. So mm. soft rain is the kind of rain that feels like it's doing nothing and it soaks you right through. So like you literally, drizzle, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just that soft drizzle that is, I don't know if it's anywhere else in the world, but it's Irish not, soft not, rain. Not in my country. I think it's yeah. it's because of the oceanic weather, a climate, Maybe. because I, I live in a land, landlocked country, so we don't really yeah. get that at all. Yeah. If, if well, it rains, it's just, it's just drops drops of rain you know it's not like yeah. i don't know what it is but soft rain that's what it is soft rain, soft rain yeah. yeah um but no so it's been very very warm here um mm. but it isn't normally so mm -hmm. but um but there you go yeah so that's my blogging so if it happens that it gets bigger that's great if it doesn't that's fine i think it um, will because like you you know what you you seem to know what you're doing and you have that that energy and that people will people follow people like that i think yeah. Yeah. Well, so... I know. Yeah, and it's fine. And as I said, you know, um, another teacher at school actually has another blog, um, and it's a kind of a a lifestyle blog. She's young, and her sister does it with her. They're home ec teachers, but they home ec is home economics, so it's kind of cooking and sewing. But that's not what they do. They post their very young and uh, gorgeous, and they post their holidays, and they post their trips abroad, and they post their clothes and nights out and cocktails they make and um so they started maybe two or three years ago maybe five years ago now and they're up to nearly nine thousand yeah. so but, I but it's think not always about numbers or like yeah it's that's, not always that's the thing for it's, me really it's great no. when the numbers go up but at the same time when they don't go up it's fine because it's, who am i doing it for well i'm kind of doing it for the people who follow me and the seven or eight hundred people who Look at my stories and to engage in the stories. That's the way, uh, Zdenek, you have to do it. You have to put up, when you put up your story, you have to put up a little box. So people have to make a choice or yeah. they have to make a smiley face. And 
it's I've done it all before, the yeah. little yeah, yeah it's all the little things that you do I have to, that, do, it, I have to do it a little bit more yeah yeah it's but then do you have to no you don't yeah that's the thing i sometimes don't feel like doing it but you're right exactly. like i have i have to think about these things as much as as much as possible because that that's yeah, that's what makes the difference in the end yeah but now like before i didn't have to now i it feels for me that i do because as i said it is my job now i have yeah. to find my own students you know yeah i think I, i've i've come a long way like i've learned a lot yeah but there's still a lot of room for improvement as well you know it's well just, for example you can run a competition. So I ran a competition when I was getting to a thousand followers. Um, and funnily enough, the prize was my chocolate biscuit cake that I mentioned earlier, Zdenek. It's quite popular. And so, you know, people had to like and share the post and that actually generated quite a lot of uh, following. So people love competitions. Um, and like the prize doesn't have to be a big prize. A single class can be a prize or, yeah. you know, um, a board game session or Oh my God, yeah. I'm looking going, do you have two copies of the same board game there? When I Dream? Is Sometimes that called When I Dream? There you go. So, you know, if you do, if yeah. you were willing to give up one copy of your board game. You, you know? Do you know why? Do you know why I have that? that there's more right. like that. Because for exactly the job that we that we um, were in. Because yeah. if you teach at summer camps, yeah, you teach groups, yeah? And yeah. so you... you you're supposed to have 15 students, uh, around 15 students. And most board games are not designed for 15 people. Absolutely. What you have to do is to have multiple copies of the same game, because then I can okay. design. What I do is I design my lesson plans in a way that first they learn the games. They okay. listen to a video or something. They have a listening exercise. Then they perhaps work with some language in order to be equipped for playing yeah. that game. And then... The final stage, the longest I, in in the ideal world, is that they play the game. But yeah, well, hang on, there are fifteen students. So how do I how do how do they all play? Well, you need to yeah. have like three copies, three copies or two, sometimes two copies of the of the yeah. same game. And Absolutely. that's what I did. That's what I did. I bought um, more copies of the same game so that I could use those games, those the, the best games that work um, that that work great in the class. I very Bought good. More, more copies and then use them in uh, summer camps. Yeah. Very good. So the next summer camp I'm going to, I'll be, uh, I'll be contacting you for tips then, Stenek. <laughs> Any anytime. Well, I'm really happy to do that yeah. because it's just, it's just like my thing and, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's board games are brilliant. Like they're, they're, there's so much you can do with it and people love it because it's, it's different. You know, too many, yeah, too many classes are boring. The people, Teachers do the same thing, just using the book, and they yeah. don't even enjoy teaching. And this is this is something different, you know. There's a yeah. real game, real authentic. It's an it's 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 what's called authentic material, and yeah. that's always very yeah. motivating, enjoyable, yeah. and the students get really engaged with it. And yeah. even even students that don't necessarily play games, they give it a chance, and yeah, you know, it, it, it works great. I have to say, it works great. Yeah, it's good in in secondary school, in English class. You know, I'm terrible because I never follow the book. And then at the end of the year, you think the parents paid for this book. We need to have a look at some of the stuff in it. Yeah. But you do. I tend to find my own material and um, a place actually I go for more advanced English students. I absolutely love The Guardian. I don't know if any of your listeners yeah. um, follow The Guardian online, but 
their articles, like the English, the quality of the English in them, as an English teacher mm. myself for the Leaving Cert students, yeah. it's wonderful. So, mm. you know, I kind of amass um, lots of those articles and I'll print them off. And when we have a sort of a reading session, instead of getting them to read a book and they kind of pick a rubbishy book from the library, I yeah. say, why don't you read this? So it's like about there was, you know, there were different ones about the Met Gala and the fashion and finding yeah. things that they are interested in. So yeah. and they can even pick pick which article they want to read. So this is what I like about yeah. this way of teaching, yeah, using yeah. authentic materials and yeah. um task it's called task-based approach as well. I think it's connected to that as well. Task-based approach. Very and good. yeah, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big fan of this myself. Yeah. There you go. You see, I don't have all the terminology. I just go, "Oh yeah, it's just teaching, whatever that is." Are you doing <laughs> the same thing? No, great minds exactly. think alike. <laughs> exactly. Very good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Orla, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Please tell us again. Tell us again Thank before you. we wrap this up. Tell us again what the name of your Instagram account is because hopefully some of my viewers who like cooking and who might want to learn a few. Are these all Irish Irish recipes or are they just Absolutely Orla's recipes? Not. They're just, uh, just family-friendly recipes. They're recipes for when friends come. They're recipes for days when there are a few kind of complicated recipes for you know sort of showcase things if you want to um impress people but um lots of them are things that you can cook in bulk and freeze because that's my life so it's mm -hmm. irish mammy cooks and yep. if anybody wants to come on and dm me a recipe that they'd like me to try from another country i'm always open to that as well so um, wow Yes. Well, the listeners of this podcast come from different countries, so they might as well there you go. So follow they you can... and, and do that. <laughs> exactly. They can send me a recipe and say, you should try this and I'll do an Irish Mammy Cooks version of it. Because I never uh -huh. do anything the way it's supposed to and, be done, as you know. And I, think, <laughs> <laughs> and I think my listeners shouldn't only follow you for, for the cooking itself or for the, for the recipes, for the food. They should follow you for your English too. Because you see, the... The listeners are learning English. They're English learners yeah. at different levels. And I think your English is brilliant. And as you said yourself, your accent is not like a super strong no. Irish accent. I think, I think people can understand you. Well, yeah. they have managed think... to follow this podcast this far. So that's the proof. Yeah. You know, so... And I also think, I also think um, that's a thing that is very important to me. I have sometimes, obviously, I have um, typos. But... The English in my podcast is good English and so many people that you follow on Instagram. I mean, I just unfollow because I just I just cannot look at the grammar and I can't look at the mistakes and I can't listen to the mistakes. And, you know, my children laugh and they say, Mommy, would you have married daddy if his grammar was bad? I said, of course I wouldn't, because if he had used incorrect grammar, he'd just have been dumped immediately because because grammar is important. I mean, my mother was a primary teacher and my children used to correct their teachers at school when they were little, when the grammar was wrong. So yeah, so the grammar and the English in there is good and hopefully a little bit fresh. And, you know, uh, because I suppose there's a little bit of a writer in me, hopefully it'll be uh, inspiring sometimes as well for people. Fantastic. So, so thank, thank you, you very much, Orla, for being on the podcast. And I hope it's not the last time because it's very obvious that you have a lot of things to say. So there you go. It would be, it you would just be lovely get in touch. To, to invite Absolutely. you back one day. 
Absolutely. Well, I think that's the joy of, of doing something for a short time, Stenic. For me, the joy in, in working in the English camp with you, even for a short time, was the people I met there. And I just yeah. think, you know, you and I think that's what the pandemic has done for people. It has opened our lives and made us realize there's a whole world out there. And I suppose kind of shaken us up from just our complacency and made us realize that, you know, it doesn't happen if we don't just get up and do. So it was really lovely. Absolutely. So really nice yeah. to talk to you. Thank you so much nice for inviting to to me. Too. And I have to say, I often do interviews with people I have never met in real life. But it's okay. a bit different to talk to you because I have met you in real life. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so it's just All like right. sitting at that canteen table. <laughs> Not exactly the same, but... No. Close not. enough. Close enough. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Thank you so All much. Right. All Take right. care. Thank you very much. And uh, good luck with... the. Um, blog and with the um, instagram account and everything you. you do okay bye bye thanks a lot for listening for more information go to zdenix english podcast facebook group or visit zdenix english would you like to become more confident and fluent in english would you like to practice speaking regularly with international friends Would you like to develop your communication skills? Would you like to get more exposure to English and great new routines which are bound to increase your English level? If your answers are yes, yes, yes and yes, then you should join the Achievers Chamber Discord group and take part in regular events and group lessons with me, Teachers Denek and other members. In this brilliant and growing community, we have members at B1, B2, C1 and even C2 level. There are three different tiers of membership to choose from, basic, silver and gold, depending on your budget. Our members are from eight different countries. Bear in mind that most events and lessons take place in the evening of Central European time. For more details about the benefits of the membership and instructions on how to join, head over to teachersdenek.com.